0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com
1: for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. It's a happy one today, right? The Bears win. Bears win 31-15 over Washington, and... The defense led the way for most of this game being dominant, getting turnovers, getting Case Keenum on the ground. He had not had a turnover until today, and they turned him over five times, including a touchdown for HaHa Clinton Dix. This was a good, solid win over a really terrible team. I talked about this in the preview. You can go back and check. I didn't think that there was any ever a real chance of the bears losing this game going into it. Although they did make it uncomfortable once we got to the end of the third quarter and, and the beginning of the fourth quarter where the you know Washington had back to back series where they were able to score points. They weren't able to get the two point conversions. And then they have a big turnover and, or as the bears would like to say, a takeaway and, they were able to to hold on and score three points in the second half. And that's all you needed to, to get the win. And 31-15 is the final. I know that we talk a lot about Khalil Mack. I know that that's one of the things that we discuss all the time. But my God, is he an unbelievable player. I was laughing with my teammates over at the football after show. Because Olin Kreutz had said something super funny. He joked that, what is it that the Gruden's have against Khalil Mack? One of the coaches trades him, and the other one decides that he, he's going to leave his tackle one-on-one with Mack. Mack's statistics in this game don't even do his performance in this game justice. And I'm going to give you the statistics, and the statistics are great. Khalil Mack had three tackles in this game. He had two sacks for 23 yards. Two quarterback hits, a whole bunch of pressures, and two forced fumbles. The guy's unbelievable. And we get a chance to watch him every week. It's so fun to watch him. But it wasn't just him. You had a lot of people getting involved. Nick Williams had a sack in this game. Danny Trevathan played his ass off in this game. Eight tackles for him, a sack, A tackle for loss, quarterback hit, pass defended, forced fumble for him. Haha, Clinton Dix with two interceptions in this game to go along with nine tackles, which led the Bears. The Bears defense gave a performance in this game that that you've been looking for. They've been really good so far. But the difference between them in this game and the first two games of the season is that they took the, the ball away in a big way and they scored. I think that them scoring early on, it was able to give a little bit of confidence to Mitch and the offense. They like, hey, we got it. we, we got you guys like we're, we're going to be right here for you. And they did that. You know they got on the board first and the offense took a little while to get going. and then the second quarter, they have a great quarter. They score three times. You're able to get the three touchdowns out of Mitchell Trubisky. He he had a Patrick Mahomes quarter. There it is. I actually thought he played all right. His passer rating says he plays great, but, I mean, you watch the game just like I watch the game. There were still moments where he's missing open guys, but that throw to Taylor Gabriel on the one where um, – he, it looks like he didn't catch it, but then he did catch it. was really great. I want to see if I can find it. I'm actually doing the 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 podcast today from the Score Studios, which gives me a little bit more access to sound. So let me see if I can find the, the highlight of it because on the highlight that I heard, you could hear Matt Nagy saying that was a touchdown. You could hear him say that they should go ahead and review it. So I was impressed with the throw. I thought Mitch did a great job on the throw. Maybe he could have let him a little bit more and he wouldn't have to make like a crazy catch. But I put it in a place where only your guy can get it and his guy got it. His guy got up and made a play on it. And those are the types of things that that you're looking for. When, when, when you're you're in a situation where you're trying to make a big play, you, you want to be given a chance all right let me see if this is it i'm gonna play this and hopefully it's right this is courtesy of of wbbm news radio 780 and 105.9 fm this is the gabriel 36 yard touchdown and i think that you should be able to hear in the background what what matt nagy was saying to the officials take a listen
2: snap back trubisky here comes late pressure, steps up against it. Now zings it down the right side, going for Turbo into the end zone. No, it carried him out of bounds. He made the catch. Oh, man, he went for the big ball with Josh Norman defending. When he, After when during they... the play, the receiver has two feet inbounds with control with the touchdown. Let me have it. Trubisky to Turbo. Touchdown! Touchdown. touchdown, Bears! Had a 27-0 lead over the Redskins. This one from 36 yards out.
1: All right, so it wasn't that one, but I I can tell you that there is a version of it. I hope that I find it before uh, I get out of here. Maybe it's this one, too. I'm just going to play along. All right, here it is. I found it. I found it in the archives. Here it is. Listen for Matt Nagy to say he wants this replayed in the background, all right?
2: Snap back Trubisky. Here comes late pressure. Steps up against it. Now zings it down the right side. Going for Turbo into the end zone. No, it carried him out of bounds. He made the catch. Oh, man, he went for the big ball with Josh Norman defending. I
1: and like I was him. sure. I, I was like sure
2: it. he didn't have an inbound. Oh, review. Mitch, I mean, uh, you hear Matt Nagy yeah. right now. Touchdown. He says it's a touchdown. He wants a review. That's a touchdown. It's a touchdown. We're rolling on the Matt Nagy is landing. Matt pass. The previous play is under further review. With 41 seconds to go
1: in this first half. That is awesome. That's great job by by Little Z who does the parabola. He's got the microphone over there on the sideline for BBM. That is awesome work. And you could hear how passionate that Matt Nagy was about that. And he's right. It was, I, I was sitting there. I was like, I think he got that. And they gave him the touchdown. So a great night for Taylor Gabriel until Gabriel, by the way, six catches on seven targets, 75 yards, three touchdowns, the 36 yard one was a long for him. He left the game with a concussion. I'll let you hear from Matt Nagy in a little bit about that and everyone else who got injured, including Akeem Hicks, who left with a knee injury. He was limping, going to the bus, that sort of thing. Then before the game, it, it was crazy. You had Bobby Massey come down with vertigo. So that completely like changed up what the offensive line was going to look like. And Cornelius Lucas II stepped in and I thought played great for a guy who probably didn't know he was going to start. He played great. This was a, a solid win. This is the way that they're supposed to look when you beat a bum team. Case Keenum, did he forget? Did he forget that the he wasn't at the goal line when he had the quarterback sneak? I'm sitting there going, Do you not know where you are on the field? It's a great play by Danny Trevathan, but the offense looked more efficient. They weren't perfect, and Matt Nagy had even said after the game that he, he felt more comfortable calling plays in this one, but it wasn't completely the way that he wants to see this offense look. But a win is a win. As I've said on the air over the last few days, a win buys you time. It buys you time to get your bleep together. And, yeah, they're a dog team. You knew that before going in. Why? Because you listened to my preview of the game. You heard me on the score all week saying I expected Mitch to ball out, and that's what he did. The numbers on Mitchell Trubisky, if you were wondering, if you hadn't already looked them up, 25 of 31, 231 yards, Three touchdowns, one interception, and the interception was bad. But a passer rating of 116.5 for Mitchell Trubisky. I think that's about the range where you want Mitchell to be. I don't think that you want him throwing the ball too much more than 31 times in a game. And if you can be super efficient, like the quarterback they're going to see next week, Kirk Cousins, they have completely said, look, man, we're not going to let you throw us out of games. First game, I think he threw the ball 10 times. His last game, I think he threw the ball 21 times. And I think 31 is is a good number for Mitchell Trubisky. When you look at the way they ran the ball, 24 times for 90 yards, it wasn't spectacular. David Montgomery is. Watching that guy break tackles is fun. He is a load to deal with. And – they, they, he's their number one guy now. It's funny though, because now it seems as if Tariq Cohen can't run the ball. Sometimes when he runs the ball, he runs backwards and that's problem Four catch four catches four rushes for him for negative two yards for Tariq Cohen. Cohen did have a couple of catches, but it's almost like he's, he's regressed inside this offense too which is a a little bit scary. Allen Robinson wasn't the focus this week of the pass game, even though he had as many catches as Gabriel. I thought that they did a good job of whether it was by design or by what the defense was giving you. Getting the ball to Taylor Gabriel in this game, I, I, I think helps to diversify what you can do offensively, and I think that ends up working out really well for everyone involved. In this thing. So a solid, solid win with a defense that played great and an offense that played good enough. There are a couple things to worry about, and most of them are injury. Eddie Pinheiro was, was limping around the field. He was limping around. He hurt his knee. Apparently, he's got a pinched nerve in that knee. And that's a little bit scary because you saw that that um the kickoffs were being handled by Pat O'Donnell who did a good job with the kickoffs. I think that should be pointed out as well. But that type of stuff where you feel like you have a kicker and then there's stuff with the kicker like this, it's uncomfortable. Now, they got away with it in this game because you didn't really need Pinheiro. You didn't. You were able to get by with what you had, but... He was struggling. He was struggling to just get up and around. And if that continues, you might have to look for another kicker just because. If you're sending a hurt kicker out there, it, it could be problematic for your entire team. You have the Akeem Hicks injury, which considering who the Bears are playing next week, you want him full go. He left. He was limping to the bus. I imagine he will not practice that much this week if he is going to play, so he will be good and ready for Dalvin Cook and the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday. The Bobby Massey thing, I don't I don't know what to tell you about that because vertigo is weird. I mean, people can suffer from that for a long time and it might not just be just oh, well one game. He's just going to miss a game. It just flared up on him today. That's the type of thing that can come back. And it can be a problem all the time. So hopefully he's going to to be all right. And then Taylor Gabriel is in the concussion protocol. And who knows what's going to happen, how long it's going to take. But all in all, it was a really good win. And the Bears needed this win. They had to keep pace with what was going on in the rest of the division. And the rest of the division so far is pretty doggone solid. I don't know how good the Bears are. They won a tough game on the road last week against Denver. They won an easier game, but still it's hard to win on the road and hard to win on the road by double digits for sure. I think that this Sunday coming up will be the real test of where they are. I wanted you to hear from Matt Nagy, and I had a couple choices on this one. His regular press conference that he did was fine, and I was going to play it for you. But once I decided to do the podcast from inside the score studios, like I said, it gave me access to more stuff that I can use on the podcast, and I actually think it ends up making the podcast a little bit better. The BBM interview with Matt Nagy is really good, and I think that it's more detailed, and I think that it gives – he gives better answers, even though he's always really good in his press conferences. I I don't want you to think that I'm saying that, but I felt like the questions from from Jeff and Tom were really solid, and I thought he gave more in depth answers to them. So here's Matt Nagy after the game talking to WBBM News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM about the Bears' offense, about where things stand, and about how significant some of these injuries are.
0: It was a good first half there for us, getting some turnovers and flipping and field position. Our offense got going there in the second quarter. Um, and so, you know, anytime you get a chance to win a game on the road in the NFL, they're always hard. And, and uh, so our guys are happy about that, and um, we like where we're at right now. So you had a challenge with the
2: news that uh, Bobby Massey was unable to go. You weren't sure exactly what you were going to get out of Eddie Pinera. He was walk, walking around with a limp out there, so there was concern. Uh, and then a, a, a series of injuries throughout the game. Can you capsulize everything and, and how Bobby Massey is and what happened there?
0: Yeah, that's all a part of it. Yeah, the, with Bobby, and, you know, unfortunately that popped up there r- right before the game and he wasn't feeling real good. And so, um, that's, hey, that's a part of this process, and it's the next man up um, for us. And none of us flinched. Uh, I you know give Cornelius Lucas a ton of credit for stepping up uh, with with a very short notice and played a heck of a game and and so uh, that that's a good thing and and um, you know for the rest of the guys with with Eddie Panera um, you know he he had a pretty good pregame workout so we felt good about it and uh, you know credit to him for playing through that and you saw what he was able to do and um, that's a part of this game it's a it's a game where you play through some pain and and, and those guys did that.
3: Matt, does Mitch get better the more players he gets involved in the offense, or is it easier for you to call plays when he's getting more players involved in the offense?
0: Probably a little bit of both. It's nice when you don't have to, you know, try to get it, get the ball to one person. I thought our guys, um, it, it, we got going there a little bit after a few possessions, um, with, with speeding the tempo up and, and I thought our guys reacted well to that. So he he made some throws there early on and he just continued. I was really, really impressed with how he handled, um, that on the ball stuff just with the communication and, and, uh, you know, over communicating everything and, and then making some throws. And so, uh, that we grew, we grew today, which is, which was a good thing
3: you know it seemed like one area you did grow is you know i i was saying that the third game of the regular season it almost becomes the new dress rehearsal because you don't play in preseason but to me it seems like david montgomery is getting a better understanding how each play is choreographed where the point of attack could be but possibly where the second point of attack could come
0: from And, and he seemed to adjust as the game went on he did and and so you know he, he's a guy that you know as any of these running backs when you give them the ball more and more they, they start you know they can wear you down and he's such a physical runner so you saw there in, in the um, you know end of the third quarter the fourth quarter there in some four minute mode where he made some really strong runs the best part of today for our offense was probably there at the end of the game when when um, when we were able to chew up about five and a half minutes in, in in four minute mode and that's that's never easy because they know the runs coming and that's a credit to our offensive line our tight end and and David with pounding the ball there and being able to chew up time and get first downs.
2: Hey, Matt, without the the ability, obviously, to hear the broadcast, Tom wants to know, in his day, they didn't have something called the four-minute offense. So we had a good chuckle about it because I brought up, hey, they're in four-minute mode, and you just you just echoed my sentiments because you work on this. But Tom says that if it's so so great to <laughs> finish run the run game, it for four then run four-minute segments. It. You know what I'm saying, Matt? He's he's perplexed. Yeah, what perplexed? He's, he's, with the well, four. He, it's a new no, it's the, a new
3: phrase that I that wasn't in my era, but it is you know become used all around the NFL landscape. Yeah, it's it's um, it's, it's the just, finishing punch, right?
0: It, it, well, that's what it is. I mean, it, and uh, there's been a lot of times in the years with with uh, in Philadelphia and in Kansas City where there's a lot of backs that that can they, you know get a lot of yards. Um, I think specifically of a guy like Kareem Hunt back in the day where you know, you chew up some some yards there in the four minute mode and so our guys are really tuned in to use every second on that play clock and and make it hard for when they if they do get the ball back that there 's no time left and, and uh, you know Any anytime you can get three or four first downs of four minute mode you're, that you 're winning that you 're doing a good job they 're doing what we 're asking them to do. so when Mitch is
2: in the no
0: huddle it 's not
2: necessarily hurry up it could be if you want but you get him to the line of scrimmage you talked about over communicating up and down the line line of scrimmage, almost like he gave a telephone on the football field from one guy to the next. What are you asking him to do? What are you asking him to look at? What's the benefit of that for him?
0: Well, we, you know, what it does is, you know, it enables us to just get to the next play, and and, and uh, it's just a different tempo. It doesn't mean we're going to do it every week, but we thought going into this week that it was something that that uh, would be good for us, and so uh, there, there's a lot of communication going. There, there's different types of no huddle, and you saw that tonight. there For us, we did a couple different ways, uh, but there is a communication process that has to be spot on and guys are substituting in and out guy gets hurt guys tired uh formations you get a specific formation okay now now you're going to possibly run you're going to throw you know so there's a lot that goes on and mitch did such a great job this week all week long at processing all of that and uh um, there's probably a lot of things that people won't see on tape that that uh, he really did well with
2: all right lastly uh hicks is he okay gabriel i know it left with a concussion
0: yeah i I hope so i think Hicks, uh with his right knee we'll we'll keep an eye on it and make sure that that he's okay i'll be cautiously optimistic with him and then taylor is in the uh, concussion protocol so we'll see how that goes
1: all right so there you have it that's what matt nagy has to say about his team and we'll find out more about the injured guys throughout the week i appreciate you listening to this podcast and please there's all sorts of content Inside the Loho Daily Podcast. If you like baseball, there's stuff in here. There's Cubs stuff. There's uh, Maybe you don't want to listen to the Cubs stuff right now. But there's all sorts of stuff that's inside this podcast. It's not just football, but I do appreciate the people who come to the podcast for football. We'll have previews and and post-game pods after every Bears game for sure. As the Hawks season comes up, I'm sure we'll do a little bit of that here as well. But I appreciate you listening. Please scroll through some of the past pods because there might be something that you like. Uh, thank you. Please subscribe if you can because I try to pump out good content five days a week on this podcast. And I appreciate you listening. Bears win 31-15. to They're on to take on the Minnesota Vikings, and I'll have thoughts on that as the week goes on. Appreciate you. Thanks for listening.